Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So for the last several weeks, we've been doing a series of episodes about work, how to connect to your purpose, either on the job or outside the job, and how to get what you want from work. And today I want to talk to you about a misconception around work that I struggled with for a long time, and I think it derails a sense of peace and ease for so many of us, and that is this idea that success equals happiness, that professional success automatically leads to happiness. And this has seemed like such an irrevocable truth that I never even thought to question it. You know, in the West, we're raised on this principle. It's like, do well in school so you can go to college, so you can get a really good job, and so you can be happy. And the implication is that when you achieve this, when you get this good job, and the better the job, the happier you're going to be, that it's just like, it's it's a done deal, that the job would lead to happiness. And, and we believe this. We believe this entirely. Our parents believed it. Their parents believed it. And nobody had an ill intention when they put forth this concept. And, you know, in last week's episode, I was talking to business coach and consultant Dory Clark, and she said, you know, this whole concept of success equals happiness is good for a capitalist society. I mean, it motivates people to work and to give themselves over to work. And it's not just about the money either. I mean, so many of us, like maybe the majority of us, take our job as part of our identity. You know, when we go to a party and we meet new people, we we say, so what do you do? And so this idea of our professional success isn't just about happiness and money. It's about who we are in the world. And it seems like it's so true and such a fact that even when our own experience doesn't bear it out, We think something's wrong with us. We believe this false principle so deeply that we figure we must be doing something wrong, right? Like, we have to work harder. We have to put in more hours. We have to try for a better job. We have to make more money. But this is a fallacy. It's a fallacy. Science shows that this is not actually true. And so do our personal experiences. I mean, the feeling of being overworked definitely doesn't lead to happiness. And the feeling of sacrificing all life's pleasures for your job totally does not lead to happiness. So here's what the science has to say about it. If you are living at the poverty level, then yes, for sure, making more money would lead to greater happiness. If you don't have to worry about how you're going to cover your living expenses, you will feel more at ease. That is unquestionable. And so making more money can alleviate suffering in this case. But more money does not automatically correlate to greater happiness once your basic needs are met. We can all think of people who are like people in the news who are super wealthy and super messed up, right? Like they're not happy. They have a lot of drama in their lives. You know, it's not like if you make a lot of money and are rich and famous and beautiful, it doesn't mean that you'll never have emotional strife. 
you know, we hear about it all the time in celebrities' lives. They're having divorce. They're having, you know, addiction issues. So money and professional success, we have evidence from, you know, our our news and our world that that does not automatically lead to greater happiness. And neither do promotions and prestige. The other thing science tells us is this notion of hedonic adaptation. And that means that after something happens, something really positive or even something negative, we kind of return to a baseline. So you could get a raise or a promotion and you're like, woohoo, I feel great. I'm super stoked about this. And after a few weeks or a few months, you're going to kind of go back to where you were before in terms of your happiness levels. I mean, have you ever like gotten something you really wanted? Like maybe you finally bought a car and you're like, yay, life is awesome. And after a few months, you're like just used to your car and that's what you get in and drive to where you have to go. So this is hedonic adaptation. This is a, a human phenomenon It's proven by science. And that's the case, too, with raises and promotions. We could be happy with it for a while, and then we're going to go back to baseline. And if we're continuing to believe in this success equals happiness notion, then we're going to strive for more, right? So, like, and I remember this occurred to me one day with early in becoming a professional. I thought, wait, so is the whole purpose like to get a job and then get a better job and like buy a car and then buy a better car? Or buy a house and then get a bigger house. And it's like, well, when, like, when are you done? So even though I had this notion, it did not protect me from believing in this fallacy. And the worst part about this misconception is that our pursuit of success, this dogged pursuit of the success that's supposed to bring us happiness, often actually takes us away from what would truly bring us happiness, what scientific studies have shown generates happiness and well-being in people. So like, for instance, you know, we work late, right? So you stay up late, you work late, and then you watch TV late because you worked late and you need your time to relax. And now you sacrifice sleep and you get in the pattern of doing this. And now you think, oh, no, I really only need six hours of sleep. And that's like probably not true. It's not true for the majority of adults. And Sleep is one of those things that can totally protect our mental well-being, our physical well-being. Like sleep is a biological necessity and its impact on mood is unquestionable. It's proven and skimping on sleep for too long can lead to mental health issues. So we work late, this pursuit of success, and we sacrifice sleep, which would actually be something that could contribute to our well-being and making us feel better. Another one is like checking email after hours, right? So you're just like at the dinner table and you're checking email. Maybe your mind wandered and you check email and it's like you're sacrificing family time. You're sacrificing time bonding with the people who live in your house. Or even if you're alone, you're sacrificing fully enjoying your meal. You're sacrificing you time that you could be enjoying. And this is like, again, we want to be accountable to our team and we want to be like a, you know, a good worker and I'm responsive, but we're actually sacrificing what would truly lead to happiness, bonding with the people in our house, enjoying a meal and, and restoring ourselves. And putting in extra hours is the same way. I mean, sometimes we have to put in extra hours. Like there's certain times when, you know, that our job will demand it. But if we put in extra hours routinely in this pursuit of success or promotion or whatever, we are making so many sacrifices to things that would actually lead to happiness, like time with our friends, time to exercise, time to be outside, time to do nothing, like read a book, time to 
pursue something creative just for fun, take piano lessons. When we give it all to work, we are unwittingly sacrificing things that are proven to generate happiness in in human beings. And this equation is never made clear to us, right? Like we are taught that going for success is what's going to lead to happiness. And all along the way, we're missing all these little things that would actually lead to happiness. And all this work and all this sacrifice, we know what it does. It leads to burnout. It leads to total exhaustion. It leads to that feeling of just disconnection. And that can all contribute to depression, which is not happiness at all. And this is exactly what happened to me when I was working for the Associated Press. You know, I, that job was so prestigious and so big and my parents were so proud of me and I was so super proud of myself. And whenever I would tell people that's where I worked, people would be very impressed. And I had this competitive beat, you know, covering entertainment in Los Angeles. So it was competitive and high profile and I wanted to be excellent at it. Like I was First, not only was I believing in this fallacy, but I'm like a type A, you know, overachiever. So I wanted to do great at it. So I spent all of my time working. I, when I got off work, I would like read, I would read the entertainment section. I would, you know, look at what the other, what the trade newspapers were doing. I would look at what the New York Times and the LA Times was doing. Like I needed to know everything happening in entertainment. I would study People Magazine so that I could recognize all the celebrities. Like, and I would do this to the exclusion of exercise, sleep, dating, like other things that I really wanted to do. But I was like, you know what? Once I get this job dialed in, then I'll have time to do that stuff. And I remember I wasn't even like seeing my mom. And I have a wonderful relationship with my mom. And I wasn't even seeing her. I was like, I'm not available. I've got to do all this work. Like, this is what I have to do. I want to be successful at this job. And I gave many years to this type of pace and even when I started to have feelings of like sadness, and I remember so distinctly one day I was standing, where was I? I was like on a street in LA. I think I was on Melrose. And I was talking to my dad on the phone. And I was like, dad, I'm, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my life doing this. And he was like, oh, you know, you're probably just tired. I mean, he wasn't trying to be, he wasn't trying to not be supportive, but it was like, no, you have this great job. We all believe this, right? We all believe that success is going to equal happiness. So when it doesn't, we're like, well, what the hell? Like, this is how it's supposed to work. And so I had this notion that maybe this wasn't working out. And you guys, I continued working there for like another eight years. Like, I did not heed it. I did not listen to the calls of my system. And I continued to compromise myself. And at some point, I started creating greater boundaries. I stopped giving over all my free time to work and to, you know, studying all this stuff. And I started to make time to see my family and to date. But I had given so much of myself to the job that even though I tried to sort of course correct, I still ended up with depression. I still ended up with burnout. And I ultimately had to see a psychiatrist, which was terrifying. It was terrifying because my job was an intellectual job. And to think that something might be wrong with my brain was terrifying. Even reflecting on it, I can feel the terror that I felt at that time. And, you know, what's so sad about it is like, really, I did this to myself. I did this to myself by sacrificing all of what makes life rich to try and succeed at this job. And even when it wasn't bringing happiness, when it wasn't yielding the promise, I still 
did it. And I think that, and I think I'm not alone there. I think that's a trap that so many of us get into. You know, I recently interviewed a woman who works for the National Institutes of Health. And she was saying that, and her whole pursuit, like their, her department is studying sleep issues and what interferes with sleep and trying to promote the importance of adequate sleep, which is like one of my most passionate personal issues. I think none of us are getting enough sleep and we'd all feel better if we did. But even she said that she stays up late working. She doesn't always get enough sleep. She finds herself checking her emails on vacation. And, you know, this is, ah, it's such a trap. I don't even totally know how we get out of it other than trying to recognize sooner that it's a fallacy, that success does not equal happiness. It can be a part of your happiness, but it cannot deliver the whole thing. It just can't. Uh, We know from science, we know from sociological studies what makes people happy, connection, you know, activity, bonding, creativity. These are the things that make us happy for sure. Like we know for sure. And even if you're getting some of that from your work, nobody is happy when they give all of their time over to work. And so when I was thinking about talking about this this week, I remembered this parable. Now I found it, I was looking it up and I found it on Paulo Coelho's website. But I think this I don't think he originated it. I I don't know where this parable comes from, but I had heard it before. And here's how it goes. And it totally illustrates this point, which is why I'm sharing it. So there's a businessman on vacation somewhere in South America, and he sees this fisherman. The businessman is in this little fishing village unwinding, and he sees this fisherman come in, and he's got a bunch of big fish. And it's pretty early in the day. It's before lunch. He's got a bunch of big fish that he caught. And the fisherman, the businessman says, wow, you know, how long did it take you to, that's quite a haul, you know, how long did it take you to catch those fish? And the fisherman says, oh, it, you know, I just go out for a few hours in the morning and, um, and I'm able to, you know, bring in this many fish. So the businessman was like, well, you know, why don't you stay out longer and like catch more? Fisherman says, actually, this is, this is enough to feed my family. So, you know, I'm good. And businessman was like, well, what, you know, now what are you going to do? And fisherman says, well, I'm going to go home. I'll, you know, get these fish ready to eat and I'll play with my kids for a while. Then I'll take a nap with my wife. And then, you know, in the evening, I usually go into the, into the town and see my friends and we'll have a couple drinks and we'll play guitar and we'll sing. And yeah, so like, I'm kind of good for the rest of the day. And the businessman said, well, you know, if you would stay out a little longer and catch more fish, you could sell those fish in the marketplace. And then eventually, you could save up enough money to get a bigger boat. And then you could catch even more fish. Then you could save up even more money and you could have a fleet of boats. And you could begin like a canning and distribution operation and get your fish out all over the world. You, you could be rich. The fisherman was like, okay. And then what, you know? And the businessman says, well, you know, like, I have an MBA. Like, I know about this. I could totally help you do this. You could be rich. You could have this entire international operation with your fish and your fleet and all of this stuff. And then you could retire into the lap of luxury. And fisherman said, well, what, you know, what would that look like? And the businessman said, well, you know, maybe you'd fish for a couple hours in the morning. Then you'd come home and play with your kids. And you'd have a nap with your wife. And then in the evening, you could go out to the village and hang out with your friends and play guitar and sing. And of course, the fisherman was already doing that, right? His life was already like that. And I think this is so 
powerful a parable. And there's a reason why it's like lasted. Even Paulo Coelho's website, he said he didn't know exactly where it came from. And he believes it exists in other cultures. This parable exactly illustrates what we're talking about. It's not, it's not having the fleet of boats and the international canning operation that makes us happy. It's playing with our kids, taking a nap with our spouse, hanging out with our friends, playing music and singing. That's what makes us happy. And and it's it's important to recognize it because then we can start taking steps in that direction. So I hope this is helpful. I just know that I struggled with this for so long. And even still, I still find myself very driven, very much want to succeed. This is not to say that success has no value. I mean, of course it does. We get a sense of, you know, personal achievement. And when we reach our goals, that's a great feeling. I think the important thing is not to pursue it to the exclusion of other things that would make us happy, of other delights of life, not to give over everything to this pursuit of success that may or may not yield the happiness we seek, and probably not if you're giving everything to it. So I hope this uh, is inspiring to you and reminds you to treat yourself to happiness all the time. Don't wait until you achieve some vision of success. You can have happiness now. Do something that makes you happy like today. And and let me know what you think about this. Is this something you struggle with too? <laughs> I hope I'm not alone. I don't think so. I think a lot of us deal with this. So I would love, love, love to hear from you, especially on this, because this is such a, it's such a pervasive misconception. So please get in touch. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at you know Sandy. You can email me through the innerpeace2go.com website. I just, um, I really hope... I really hope that this is uh, thought-provoking for you and maybe liberating. And yeah, I'd love to talk more about it. So thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful to, to be able to talk about these. This is like really important to me, this whole notion. And, you know, I'm on a mission and to really create a more peaceful world by inviting each of us to find more peace and joy in our own lives. And I and I just think that this idea of success at all costs is taking away from our happiness so much. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox.